Hey everybody, this is the Bloody Awesome Movie Spoiler Minisode. Uh, we're going to be talking about Spiral. So right out the gate, no, there's going to be spoilers. So spoiler warning, if you haven't seen Spiral from 2021, stop this episode. Go back and listen to our spoiler-free review. Um, this is our short, new version. I'm John Burke, and with me is Matt Hudson from whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. Man, I'm excited to be talking some spoilers. If you want to hear our main kind of more stretched out non-spoiler thoughts, check out the Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast on all good podcast providers. That's where we give non-spoiler thoughts. Here though, John, we're here to spoil the whole thing, aren't we? We are. And uh, we're just going to jump around. So if you haven't seen Spiral, um, you know that we're just going to kind of talk about whatever we want to talk about. And I, I'm going to start this off. All right. Mm-hmm. So the wax trap you brought this up on the main episode <laughs> my biggest issue with it isn't the trap itself it's the cross cutting to chris rock in the police station where it seems like nobody else gives a crap mm-hmm. of what he's screaming like nobody cares like people seem so disinterested and his performance in it is so weird like he's calling her phone like everything just felt so wrong like nothing seemed to work in that scene and that like the wax trap is scary the idea of having wax poured on you especially boiling hot wax it's it's a horrifying trap to say the least but the execution of that scene felt weird like his it just to me like it it exemplified all of the problems um that the dialogue has done up to that point and that's how I felt during that scene. Like, and there's actually a scene before I'm going to bring back up in a second, but it ties into another issue I had with the movie kind of overall. But that was one area I just had to talk about. It was like, I felt like that scene just really exhibited the, the horrible like structure of the, the people in the movie. Like it, all the characters just feel like they're in this fictional universe. that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, I, I was more up on this film then than you were. I think I kind of went straight down the middle. wasn't great, wasn't wasn't awful, but I did like the traps and the wax one. I did I did like that just because of just how I don't say simple, but like it wasn't as bombastic or uh, or as out there as some of the other traps in the other films. You know, Andrew was tight strapped to this desk. She has she's got a bag over her face, being waterboarded basically. Hot wax mm. dropping on her face, and she's got a massive blade of which you can sever her own spine because he was called spineless. I thought that yeah. was horrific, but I, I, I get the it's just everything around it. Both we both had an issue with how the police were dealt with mm. in this, how they were dealt with, how they were portrayed in this film. It's you start with Zeke, who is uh, Chris Rock's character. Now he's a he's a lone wolf, but and he gets a new partner against every of his all of his wishes and. That's the kind of okay. There's there's trope one. Zeke is eventually put as lead of the the, the jigsaw copycat case, though he's got no respect from his fellow officers. There's, there's another trope there. The, the other officers are just like cookie cutter. Uh, one one of them uh, takes Fetch. Fetch takes. He goes to a gun shop. He takes a gun and he's like, yeah. uh, on behalf well, that of that scene makes no sense. Federal police or whatever he says. Thank you for your contribution. Just steals a gun. It's kind of like, well, you you're dead. 
we, we can you can kind of pick who's going to die anyway but you're like well yeah you, you're dead and if you've seen the trailer to this film you will know who the bad guy is who the killer is we'll get to that but you, if you've seen the trailer they are not subtle about that i don't know if you picked it up from the trailer or not man i did not actually i don't i don't know if i i, I watched the very first trailer mm-hmm. um and i do i actually want to talk about that see i have, I have a few quick things that all of these i want to talk about um because of the, those, like, oh, you keep bringing up more issues that I have with this. So, um, <laughs> it's quite a few few, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. So, one, I'm trying to remember everything you just said, so I don't forget to talk about them. Um, the, that that whole sequence with the gun thing though was really dumb. I didn't understand why he he had a gun. Like, what is he? And he doesn't use the gun for anything, so it doesn't even make sense why he took it. I mean, I guess the implication, given the uh, the overarching like revenge story, is that they he would plant the gun on the on somebody, but like yeah. it never really matters and again the pawn shop guy knows he stole it it's not like you just had a gun a- anywho um i'm trying to think of what there was something with the traps too that was like annoying to me uh i oh so if we go back to the saw franchise and i don't know if it would hold up through all of them but i think in their early films the 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 people who are in the traps generally have an opportunity to survive yeah and i don't feel like most of the the people get a real opportunity to survive here because she's getting the wax poured on her face so fast that she would have had to sever her spine like instantly like there's no time for suspense and also they keep cutting to it like she might accidentally sever her spine and then i'm like well that defeats the point of the trap like if if she could do it on accident it's not really a trap then you know what i'm saying like because they keep cutting to like the close-up of the the blade like digging into her neck um and the guy with the fingers like he, yeah. he severs his fingers, but then he dies anyways. It's like, okay, you didn't give him enough time then to do the thing. Also his, his traps seem to be like very much reliant on people waking up at an exact moment um, in order yeah. for the time to work. Like the guy in the subway, if he doesn't wake up when he wakes up, he, he has no chance to survive. Right. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, um, I thought that they, I, I hear your point there. The timing in, in comparison to the other Saw films, I think these traps were actually winnable. I think you could actually beat these traps. I know you, by beating them, you there is no victory. You, are, you, you either have a face full of hot wax and die, or you sever your spine and you, you're paralysed for the rest of your life. Um, so in, in, for, for the character, you know, she would have seen that there's no win here. But I felt like it was easier to beat these traps, but... You know, the, if you do, you know, you, you don't win anyway. But the time was in the other films. You got a sense of the time. You you, you felt like you're with the the traps or the people for a bit longer. Whereas this one, it felt very like a lot of the film. It felt very sort of we need to get to the next part. We need to get to the next yes. part where like Zeke's father, played by Sam Jackson, just disappears for half the film turns out he's investigating the case then so, gets captured i was like well, oh what's going on with this hold on though because what you just said is important because it totally goes with where i i thought the movie was going they set sam jackson's character up to feel like it's a figment of of zeke's imagination uh-huh. like or like the bad guy or the bad guy but I, I thought zeke was the bad guy who didn't know he was the bad guy i thought mm-hmm. they were going to pull that kind of crap i'm glad they didn't because that would have been a much worse movie um, it would have felt very like, okay, but but th- when we first hear about Sam Jackson's character, they make it sound like he died um, years ago. Yeah. Cause like, there's like a picture on the wall of him yeah. and it's like, oh, and then 
like they live in the same building, but then he's not there for like half the movie. So I'm like, does he really live in the same building or does he like rent an apartment in his dad's name? And he's like in his dad's honor, like killing all these cops who like maybe killed him. That's what yeah. it seemed to allude to. And it almost feels like that was maybe one of the plot points they had. And they decided not to go that route. Um, because then the ending is, it's kind of cheesy. Like he's a puppet, which, okay. Yes. Very literal. We get he's it. He's literally puppet. a puppet. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, he gets shot because of it, which is like, okay, I guess. Um, and, and I, I still, the ending isn't clear. Like, are they, is he the next, is he going to keep doing this? Cause he got his revenge, right? Like, um, well, yeah, but they've set it up for another one. Clearly they've absolutely oh, yeah. set up for another one. And that why well, I, I I liked the traps in this. I really did. But the Sam Jackson kind of like puppet one that didn't work for me. And I know, I know that the film was aiming for that kind of like awful kind of gut punch ending. But the fact that there was no, there was no victory to be found. I mean, you could, you could argue that had the cops not burst through the door, you know, they, he could have taken the needles out and saved Sam Jackson's character. But, you know, um, Max, Mange- Max Mingella's character rang the cops for that specific reason for them to be found. So it was always yeah. going to happen. So there was no victory. And I know that that was the point of the, the trap, but I don't find I that that doesn't work for me as much as the other ones what? where there was no victory in the sense that you're either going to be disfigured or have no fingers or scarred or whatever, but you're still alive. And here's the other thing though, right? The whole premise of Zeke's character is that he is the one good apple. He's the good <laughs> cop. And that all the other cops are corrupt. And this guy, Max Mangella's character, knows that. And why he's basically trying to recruit him at the end. Yet, we see examples of him not being a great cop. Like, he might not be <laughs> a fully dirty cop. But he he breaks a dude's leg. And then, like, messes with the bone that's sticking and out of his leg. He him, doesn't he, pretty much, for information. Right. He's, uh, he's doing undercover, like, ops illegally. You know, there's no, no one's approved it. And he's, like, you know, capturing, he's entrapping people, which is, a, like, he's supposed to be the shining knight of hope, and he's not. He's no. not a great example of a cop. But for some reason, he's better than the rest. Like, that, again, if you want a complex, noir-type, fatalistic movie, cool. But you can't have your cake and eat it, too. You can't say he's this shining example of a police officer and then him do awful things because that's not the lesson because again he was so upset that he broke the code a code that we know at least we have heard many claims over the last year exists that you don't rat out your fellow officers right there's a code of loyalty he did that he Mm -hmm. ratted them out and yet we see him doing the thing he ratted them out granted he's not killing the person but he's breaks in illegally to a meth house breaks the dude's leg essentially tortures him for information, all of which are not legal practices. I'm like, you're not a good cop though. You're not a good guy. Cop is what I guess yeah. I mean to say you might get the job done, but you're doing it unethically, which is the whole frame that this character stood up against. So right in their own story, they have a contradiction that is in, an inherent character flaw for both him and then for Max Mangella for apparently ignoring it. Cause he witnesses it and he yeah. doesn't punish rock for doing it. Well, I guess you could easily say at the end of the film he gets punished mentally yeah. in there, but um, yeah, that but he doesn't kill him. No, I guess yeah, he doesn't literally kill him, but I mean, yes, I wouldn't yeah. like to go through what he does. No, the twist sure. was the twist for me was telegraphed in the trailer. They did make out uh, Max Mangella to be 
the villain, which he mm. is. Um, the idea of him being the villain, I thought was fine. You know, the way they did it, I, th- I didn't mind that. You know, the fake, the fake out and having him come back and his reasoning but. for wanting people to die uh, sounds like such a strange thing to have to say, but. I didn't. I didn't mind that. And again, I've. No. I was. I gave this straight down the middle, and I've been fairly down on it so far. And there are things I like. Mainly, I like the trap. I, I did think the traps are cool. Uh, I didn't yeah. mind Chris Rock's character, Max Mingella, and I liked what they were going for. They just didn't quite pull it off with, like you say, that gritty noir realistic vibe. They tried, but they didn't hit the mark. But I, I didn't mind the twist, though, man. I will wrap this up in in two things. One. I didn't mind the twist. I did mind him vanishing and being dead because it felt like it came out of nowhere. Like we, yeah. we, we mentioned them rushing through stuff when he died suddenly. I'm like, wait, what? How? Why? What? Like, there's no, it makes no sense that he's suddenly dead, but that leads to my biggest issue in this film. They do. I think in a, in a reference to seven and Zodiac, the killer taunts the police. He leaves packages specifically for Zeke, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first couple packages, it's like no big deal. Everyone's okay with it. It's whatever. The last package that shows up with is where we we believe that uh, the detective Sh- Shank is being Shank. murdered. The box comes in, and for no apparent reason, this box could be a bomb. There's no evidence to support that it could be a bomb, but they're like, yeah, yeah, get the bomb squad, get the bomb squad. This is different. I'm like, nothing about this is different at no. all. In fact, He's like, uh, the no, previous I, I scene, yeah, previous scene, a delivery guy brought a package. Nobody seemed to freaking hesitate to move it. This time, oh, it could be a bomb, get the bomb squad. The captain says there is no time. Yeah. And I'm like, what? That is the stupidest thing. I've it's No police officer would ever bomb. say that. And then- If it cleared, was a bomb, sorry, yeah. Right. Then clear the station. Okay, at least she did say that. But then the next scene is them lifting the box and moving it to a different location. And like, if it's a bomb. <laughs> the next scene is them playing it. NFL through the office. To you, it's like launching it around. Yeah, my my biggest problem in the film was how they handled the police. It felt yeah. naff. It felt the dialogue was bad. The characters weren't great. Um, and it just felt, that, that felt low budget to me. It just felt like there wasn't yeah. enough uh, thought into how those characters are put into. I don't want to hear you don't come to these films for characters. I come to every film for decent characters as much as I can do, especially when the film like this is supposed to be, like we mentioned, this gritty thriller film, this realistic thriller. I want to feel like the people I'm watching feel realistic. I want them to feel as real as possible in a world like this. So um, that that was my major bugbear. I thought the film sounded good. I liked the soundtrack and I thought the score was yeah. pretty good. Um, yeah. as, as I mentioned, Sam, Chris Samrock, Chris Rock and Max Minghella were great. Oh, I say great. They were good. I liked them. Everyone else was just sort of there. I liked the traps. The electrocution one with the finger I thought was horrific. The train one as well. The hot wax. Sam Jackson's one was, you know, I don't know. It was yeah. it was inventive enough, you know. He's got the concealed weapon somehow there, and he gets killed in front of his son. And that, there's your kind of, you, you, I, I need to be able to trust you. I can't trust you. Well, look what you've gone and done now. Kind of put that on Chris Rock's on Zeke's um, shoulders for the rest of his life. But um, so I I did like it, but I didn't think it felt like a, a deviation from the Soul franchise like we were promised. That Lionsgate and the social team promised us almost that we were going to get. This is a new bold uh, instalment in a franchise. It didn't really feel like that. It felt like it was really wanted to be, but to me, it didn't feel like it reached those heights. But that said, 
I wasn't bored at all watching this. And I didn't dislike watching this film. Yeah, agreed. I, I feel the same. Mostly. So I, I was definitely much more down on it than you, but overall, uh, it's not, it's not the worst thing I've seen by any means. So thumbs up, thumbs down. I definitely down, but, uh, Again, I did. I do think the traps are, are not bad. I just, I do wish they were more of the prominent element of the film. Um, because again, that's why we go to a soft movie. Yep, not hear that. Thumbs up from me. So uh, there we go. That's our first official spoiler review. There you go. Uh, check out the main episode. We'll be back next week with our review of Army of the Dead. Is that right? That's right. Yep, Snyder's okay. Army of the Dead. It's a very forgettable title, in my opinion. But nevertheless, we're going to be watching that. Um, as Matt mentioned on the main episode. Uh, the rare occasion where we see two films from the same director, because we usually do new releases. Technically, I guess justice league was not a new release, but the Snyder cut was so um, two Snyder movies in one year. It's, it's almost too much to bear. It's John's idea of heaven. But, um, yeah. Go check out the main episode. It comes out every Thursday on your podcast platform of choice. And we'll be, we'll be sprinkling these episodes very liberally from now on because gives us a chance to talk but also we finally get to unload our spoiler thoughts about film so uh certainly we certainly hope you've enjoyed it and um you can find across all the social medias just search for bloody awesome movie podcast and we're there john where are you at burke reviews uh on all the social media platforms and what i watched tonight for me search for that uh google that and you'll find me all over the place but uh with that though everyone thanks for listening stay bloody awesome and keep watching movies Blood, 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 blood.